Hello and welcome to Australian Transformers Weekly. We're bringing you Transformers news from around the world and across Australia. This is episode 248. We're recording live on Friday, the 15th of October, 2021. This episode, we will be talking about Victory Saber getting thundered and then some. Uh, the MPG Masterpiece line is uh, officially announced and already stirring up a little bit of controversy. And um, we might get to talk about some movie news if Brad fights hard enough. Uh, all that and more is coming up in this week's episode after this. Hello and welcome. Um, it's been a few weeks. We've been away. A few things have happened and uh, we're back. We're back coming to you live. Uh, we're broadcasting live in TCCA. We're live on YouTube and uh, I think we're also live on the podcast's Facebook page. Not that we use that very much, but uh, we are, we're up and running. Joining me tonight, oh, I'm Jason, by the way, I'm, I'm in Sydney, and joining me from an undisclosed location in country Victoria, we have our erstwhile producer of the podcast, Brad Mull. How are you doing, sir? Actually, I'm not sure that erstwhile is actually the correct word to use there. I think that means former. Sorry. Our, our, <laughs> our, our very much appreciated producer of the podcast, Brad. Brad, I must say, Brad, you're looking really well there. However... I do also want to point out that if people are watching the video of this, it's very much light and dark. Um, I'm I'm actually sitting on the Autobot side of the screen with an orange shirt, <laughs> and Brad is basically sitting in the dark on the Decepticon side of the screen. Die, die boy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> darkness. I hope the power stays on. There's some real severe storms on their way from Melbourne. We so. wouldn't be able to tell if it did or it didn't. <laughs> it's so dark. It just goes black. Yeah. Yeah, so so you you're having some severe weather. I had some severe weather in Sydney here yesterday, but um, there was a big thunderstorm that went through, and then ten minutes later it was sunny again. And then all day like all day today, yeah, yeah, it sounds like Melbourne. Uh, all day today, uh, it's been prediction for scattered thunderstorms. No, sunny and not even a drop of rain in the sky. So yeah. anyway. That is a you know that's that. I think we're done with the weather check in. Um, let's. Let's move on to what else has been happening this week. Uh, I've, I got out of lockdown. I managed to, I got out of lockdown. I've managed to get a haircut. So like, this is the neatest and tidiest that I've looked in months. Um, <laughs> like you're, you're look you're looking, you're looking quite well presented there as well. You look, you look like you're, you look like you're, uh, you said you didn't work today. Like your day off seems to have agreed with you. Um, well, yeah. yes and no, I was strapped to a table and fed into a giant robot orifice, uh, <laughs> MRI machine, but. Um. <laughs> right. Well, we might talk about that one a little bit more later. Uh, but yes, TCCA after dark for those playing at home. <laughs> yeah, more more on that later. Um, so yeah, so we've been we've been tracking we've been tracking the nationwide lockdowns as you know a, sort of a, a fixture of our intro for the last few months, and uh, it seems like they're it seems like they're coming to an end. Um, New South Wales is out of lockdown. Victoria is very close to getting out of lockdown because you guys are meeting your your vaccination targets as well. And um, oh, wait a minute, I've I've just nope, I've just been told it's all screwed up. Tasmania is going into lockdown. So um, yep, uh, the 
the apparent streak of the of the apparent streak of having a uh, lockdown free country has been ruined. Uh, and I'm also hearing that it might be New South Wales's fault for uh, for Tasmania. <laughs> yes, luckily um, we don't have to talk about it unless Ash is on. So that's true. That's true. I'm just going to add. I'm just going to add a live comment from the the wonderful Con Costarulu <laughs> oh, in yeah. the uh, Facebook chat. It's given us a year. Thank you, Con. Uh, much much appreciated. Thanks for watching. Welcome to the show, uh, man. Yes, I think that might actually be Con's first time uh, first time having a comment appear on the show. I'm not sure. I think I think we may have had something from him a few weeks ago. It was probably the same thing, but, that, but that's that's fine. <laughs> Open with a bang. So yes, um, as far as uh, as far as notable things that this week, that's that's kind of about it. Like there's there's been some lockdown changes. I got a haircut, um, and yeah, that's that's about uh, that's about it. Uh, mm. Do you have anything that you wanted to add? Oh, oh, you know you know what else has happened? Um, we've had confirmation that Oz Comic Con is returning to Sydney this December. Uh, it'll be December, December. The, I think it's I think it's a two day event as well. It'll be December fourth and fifth, I think. And um, all things all things being equal, I can confirm TCCA will be there at Oz Comic Con in Sydney. Um, we had a lovely time there in March earlier this year, and uh, yeah, lo looking forward to doing it again. We'll, I'll uh, I'll cr I'll crank out the Unicron. We'll have Unicron set up on the stand <laughs> again. We'll we'll, we'll bring some of the latest figures along. It'll be great fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, happened to see an email yesterday that um, Adelaide's pushing for Supernova in December as well. So some yeah. of the um, cons are starting to come back in, which is which is great. Hopefully, no more COVID jokes after tonight <laughs> for us anyway in lockdown. Oh look, uh, I, I will just point out that we we had a hate plague joke on the uh, on the table at Oz Comic Con, but um, you know that, <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, I, I think I think. I think um, like in-person events and and uh, things like Supernova and Oz Comic Con, they're great for getting people out of a out of a lockdown funk and out and meet people again and uh, especially like especially people who uh, do some cosplay. A lot of cosplayers have had very little to do while working from home uh, or just you know being stuck at home in lockdown and getting out, um, getting in front of people again, and even even with requirements for you know social distancing and stuff like that. At, uh, which we, we had in place at uh, Supernova and Oz Comic Con in Sydney. Uh, even with those requirements in place, you can still have a really good time. You can still have a lovely, a lovely. It's a lovely chance to get out there and uh, meet some people. And especially this year, in going out and doing those two conventions in Sydney, we've met so many new people. Uh, in, in years gone by, we thought we thought we sort of had a bit of a bit of a saturation on the number of people that we could get into the Facebook group is we were going to we were going to these conventions and we weren't getting any new people we were just we were paying a lot of money for people that we already knew to come and talk to us and we love talking to people that we already mm. know but we we do want to you know recruit more people to come join the group uh, and so more. yes more <laughs> um, and so uh, it, it was really heartening to find a lot of new people coming to join us uh, after those events and Hopefully we can do it again in December. Maybe people will be w more willing to get out and have a good time at those events then. So fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. And as, as someone that's dabbled into cosplay, yes, you've had the last two years without being able to go to an event to just do those added bonuses to a costume. I can guarantee there's still people going to be rushing that that twelfth hour to get shit done. <laughs> so, 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 Brad, on this on this t subject of you know you've had the last two years to perfect your costume and fix up all the things that were wrong with it. 
Uh-oh. How much work have you done on your costume? Uh, I got it mounted. <laughs> oh, that's oh, that, that, that that's true. Yeah, Brad has retired the uh, the um, the Optimus Prime costume, uh, which has very famously graced the uh, graced the TCCA Facebook page in years gone by. Um, I reckon you should actually. I reckon you should see maybe maybe repost some photos of that and you know, yeah, see how yeah. we go. But, uh, but that some, was. Um... It was a lot of some fun. Some photos come up last week for uh, Border Dimensions, which is a local convention up here that we've done the last few years too. And there were some photos that come up of um, Prime one year, Prime second year, and a young fella in his Metroplex suit. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah it's good stuff. And hopefully, hopefully the the good folks at uh, Border Dimensions are doing okay through lockdown, and hopefully we'll hear from them again on the flip side. Yeah. Yep. Twenty twenty two. Year of progress. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> All right, let's get let's get going. We've got we've got a bit of Transformers news to talk about tonight. Uh, it is it is you know fairly fairly uh, fairly late into the into the evening on Friday night, so we're gonna gonna talk about some Transformers. Um, well, I think the, our last episode was a couple of weeks ago, and we did cover off the October releases overseas. Um, and so I'm not, there's not really too much to talk about for international releases, but there is a little bit to discuss for local releases because at long last, the, the very, very sought-after Netflix uh, Wave 3 Voyages are starting to hit Australian store shelves. Uh, you can see the photo here. You can see um, Netflix Optimus Primal kind of less in demand because people, a lot of people already have Optimus Primal, but sitting at the back there, the back of the shelf in Kmart, are two very, very highly desirable Sparkless Seekers. And the Sparkless Seeker is a Tetrajet mold, so it's from the uh, from the Siege series, and it represents the represents the uh, the, the dead bots on uh, in the the Sea of Rust or the the Sea of Rust, I think it was in the uh the netflix series where they're dead but still functioning and still able to cause uh cause problems for our heroes and um being a tetrajet seeker completionists are very much after them so uh if you do happen to go to a kmart do check that shelf and see whether or not you can pick yourself up a, a sparkler seeker or an optimus primal the netflix optimus primal does have a slightly more screen accurate uh deco to him so if you are wanting to collect screen screen accurate as in um, figures as they appeared in the Netflix series, uh, you could do a lot worse than uh, picking up these two. Uh, being being Kmart Voyager releases, they are fifty dollars each, and that is stunningly good value. It rem- remains the best price on the planet for for these figures because that's the standard Voyager price. But these guys come with one or two MicroMasters or BattleMasters packed into the box with them. Uh, which means that their their recommended retail price should actually be somewhere between sixty five and seventy dollars, uh, but Kmart keeping the price down on these at fifty dollars is very very much appreciated and makes them makes them really good deals. And if you like uh, if you like MicroMasters and BattleMasters, then you know, there's some cool designs in these boxes to pick up. And they have some. Uh, in fact, I've got a couple of them. I've got a couple of them on the desk in front of me here, and they have some they have some cool blast effects and stuff that come in come in the box with them as well. Yep, well, it's some great playability of the figures. So. It does. It does. I, I find I find the the battle masters kind of make for some really unwieldy looking weapons, but the the blast <laughs> effects are pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, especially if you're flying bots, you seekers and that. So it's true. Uh, on the shelf in this photo, you can also see a Studio Series eighty six Scourge. That is 
Also related to the sightings that have been popping up around the country this week, uh, the next wave of Studio Series 86 Voyagers is here, and that is the slight repaint and modification to Scourge to turn him into a general, sort of generic sweep. So they've changed this color, they've changed this color scheme to make him a little bit more accurate to the on-screen representation of the sweeps, which is Scourge's army. And uh, they've swapped his hands around. So there's one of Scourge's hands was sort of open in a pose and the other one was closed in a fist. So they've swapped them around. So the other one is open and, and closed. Um, and uh, yeah, so if you're one of the people who likes to army build, um, army build figures like Insecticons and um, Scourge and his, uh, Scourge and his, uh, his army, then, um, you know, that, that, will, that will appeal to you a lot. There was a there was a lot of suspicion earlier in the year when Studio Series eighty six Scourge first came out that there would be a later release of uh, of sweeps to army build. A lot of people stocked up on Scourge anyway, um, but you know now you now you've got options as well. And the, the reason I bring this up is because it's actually quite rare at this point to see a Scourge sitting on sitting on store shelves. Um, so, yeah, depending on depending on what you're into for your movie shelf, um, go out and have at it. Sweep also comes with Rekgar. Now, uh, when I say comes with, I mean they're packed in, packed into the same box. Uh, I believe it's two to one sweep, two two sweeps to one Rekgar, and that also that is actually the first retail sighting of Rekgar in Australia. You've been able to get him from specialty stores and online retailers and the like, but um, he's turned up in Kmart stores. Uh, so Sweep and Rekgar have turned up in Kmart stores. And we just saw this afternoon uh, a sighting from Victoria of the Deluxe Noor Sharktacon as well. So these guys are finally starting to hit retail. People have been looking for them since August, um, or probably August or September, and so it's really good to finally see them uh, see them uh, coming out here. And yeah, that, I've seen a few of these on um, on the shelf today. I thought that was Blur. Blur is still benchwarm and something shocking here, shelf warming. The, uh, the Studio Series 86 Blur, yes. Yeah, yeah a, a lot of the lot of the deluxes. I think a lot of stores may have overstocked on the deluxes for for the 86 line. Um, but it depends which store you go to. Like some stores have a lot of blurs, some have a lot of jazz. It's 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 a bit variable, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's try, uh, try different let's... stores. If you're lucky enough to have a couple of different stores, try them all. Don't just go to the one. Yeah, definitely don't stick to the one the one store. Let's also talk about Victory Saber, the HasLab crowdfunding project that this week finished its crowdfunding campaign. As you can see from the, the photograph on screen, uh, Victory Saber was funded and was fully funded. Um, the, origin, the original goal for Victory Saber was, I think, uh, 11,000. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it was I think it was eleven thousand uh, figures. We've checked in a couple of times with the uh, figure during the during the podcast, and they've announced they've announced tiers as we went. So, for general production of the figure, um, I think it was eleven thousand backers, and the first the first unlocked goal was the uh, the cannon and the blast effects, and that that came at I think thirteen thousand figures. The the blue transparent stand that you can see with the the victory autobot logo on it uh you can see in the top photo there that came at i think seventeen thousand or, or so 
Um, and the final, the final tier, which was announced very late in the game, was a shield, which was shown in some of the promotional images, and you can see the shield at the bottom there, and two MicroMasters, and they're just the same MicroMasters that we've seen in the last <laughs> couple of years. But it does very neatly answer the criticism of why additional characters are not being offered <laughs> as tier as tier unlocks. So if you if you were if you were criticising Hasbro for that, well, there you go. You got two new characters even if they are just micromasters these micromasters do appear to have been they they do appear to have a bit more paint applied to them than the regular micromasters so hopefully that's sort of an indication of their status being a little bit special they're um they are holly and fire <laughs> of course they are <laughs> yeah guess which one's holly and which one's fire yeah yeah the, the so the other thing that amuses me here is that um even in Hasbro's official photography, uh, they can't get the ladder straight on the, the on the fire engine micromaster. <laughs> That's an action pose. They're running. No, no, no. The the, the vehicle photo on the left, you can see the ladder. Oh bent. yeah. Oh, this too. <laughs> However, That's I mean, look, the, in that photo, like the clear the clear focus of the photo is the the very detailed shield, uh, which does look really cool. I've I've backed this guy. I'm really looking forward to getting my hands on him. I'm not a victory fan by any means. Maybe I will be by the time this rolls around. Like I, I, I'm sort of like, oh, yeah, maybe I should, um, maybe I should uh, get into some victory or you know, get into some unseen Transformers, something that I haven't watched before. Uh, maybe I'll even watch Beast Wars. We'll see what happens. Oh, uh, challenge yeah, accepted. I, mm, I don't know if I can find it. I might, but uh, yeah. yeah, we'll see what happens. <clears throat> yeah, it's sort of. We shouldn't compare to what come before, but we need to compare to what come before because this is the second in the HasLab release for Transformers. It yes, is, Unicron. and the other one is sitting in my house too. Yeah, but it's it's a lot bigger, <laughs> a lot bigger, and cost a lot more money. Um, he is, he is. So Unicron was eight hundred and fifty dollars if you bought it from EB Games in Australia, and this guy is three hundred and eighty if you buy him from EB Games. There are better deals around if you look around. Um, TCCA has been offering a better deal to its members. So, you know, if you, we still have some units left as well. So, like, if you're interested in a better deal on Victory Saber, um, give us a yell. If you're not a member yet, we'll probably ask you to sign up. But, uh, you know, it's, it's $10 a year. And um, believe me, it will pay for itself out of this. Probably you'll, mm. It'll probably pay for several years' memberships for you. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting him. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, you mentioned you mentioned the uh, Unicron comparison earlier. Uh, Unicron required eight thousand uh, eight thousand um, backers in order to make it a reality, and they did extend the crowdfunding campaign in order to make that eight thousand. <laughs> the final the final tally that it actually hit. Oh, we didn't actually talk about about Victory Saber's final tally. So Unicron's final tally, according to the website, is officially ten thousand plus, and according to the website for Victory Saber. His final tally is twenty seven thousand three hundred. So, as far as the as far as the initial goal of eleven thousand goes, they've absolutely smashed it. They've doubled it and doubled it and doubled it by half again, and uh, they've smashed all the tier unlock rewards. Those numbers just absolutely shot up in the last twenty four hours. There was a mm. there was a point with one hour to go where we I, I think I think the um, yeah, yeah, there was there was a point with one hour to go. We weren't quite sure if it was going to hit the tier three goal, and then it just the numbers just started flooding in. This is this is, yeah, this is what you expect to see on a crowdfund uh, project. People people will hang back and they're not quite sure what's going to happen, 
and then once you once you hit eleven thousand and uh, and it was definitely going to go into production, then the numbers started stacking on a lot more because people were a lot more certain that they were going to get something for their for their you know time and in time and investment. Not that it really cost you anything if it, if it didn't go ahead, but as as the project shores up and looks you know looks more likely, and they add more information onto the onto the campaign and <clears throat> color photos. Um, that's when um, that's that's when people come out of the woodwork more and they're and they're more ready to back it. Um, so yeah, twenty seven thousand um, backers for for Victory Saber. I'm really glad, really glad that it got it got there. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to getting him next year. And really, it should the the way how popular that character is in the Asian market um, post G one. I'm sure. I'm sure Takara sold a lot of the the masterpiece version as well. But um, this, I reckon, this looks a lot better than what the masterpiece one is. I, I, I think. I think that's quite true. Um, I famously purchased the the masterpiece version uh, <laughs> at some point when we were doing a, a podcast live in the past, and um, I don't regret it at all. Although he is currently in his box because um, I just I don't, really, <laughs> I don't really have a place to put him. But uh, when this guy arrives, going on a going on a Somewhere, pride, somewhere on the shelf with pride of place. It's going to be good fun. The, um, uh, the, the I, what I did think it was interesting, uh, since you, you, you did mention masterpiece Star Saber, during one of the during one of the initial chats about uh, about one of the reveals of, of this project, the Hasbro designer who's been working on this, I think it was, I think his name is Evan, was on the live stream. He very specifically said. That he wanted a Star Saber in his collection that wasn't the masterpiece. Oh, the masterpiece Star Saber has always been a bit of a flashpoint for controversy as to where it sits within the masterpiece line, what it represents, and you know, it's it's very it is a very unusual piece for that line that's very concerned with G one um, for this this figure to just sort of like pop in out of out of nowhere. It was the result of a fan vote. Um, but it also is, you know, it, it, it's, it's almost like a blown up, um, G1 toy in his, uh, his proportions. And this guy is, I think a lot, a lot better in terms of, uh, articulation, some of the detail and the weaponry. I think it's, I think it's, it's high time that they took a, st- a second stab at him. And so I think this is extremely appropriate. Mm. Yep. So what's next? <laughs> what? Well, that's that's kind of that's kind of an interesting question because we've we've had two very two very different crowdfunding campaigns for this. Um, bear in mind, at the price point for this guy, this is just I, I, I don't I don't see I don't see the the outlay for this guy as being a big deal. Although um, notably for Australians ordering, we didn't have to pay the full price. We've just we've just put down deposits or, or placed pre-orders. We will pay the full price when it comes out next year, um, but uh, it, it's yeah, it, it's it's just it's it's been it's been very different in terms of the the way that it's been um, the way it's been received by the community. I think uh, Unicron, Unicron, I think we said struggled to get to to eight thousand and then sort of limped over the line to ten thousand. Whereas um, once this made eleven, once this made eleven k a, a week or two ago, um, <laughs> it was yeah home and hosed. Start throwing yeah. accessories at it. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think once they made that eleven k, I don't think they revealed the third tier until after the uh, initial initial funding round was completed. So yeah, um, 
like I said, we do have a we do have a couple more slots for for victory sabers. So if you are if you are interested in getting the figure now that he's fully revealed and funded and everything's coming with it, every tier unlock makes the figure just better value because it doesn't raise the price. Uh, but yeah, if you're if you're interested, get in touch and we can uh, we can have, we can have a little bit of a chat. What else? What else is new? Um, we're we're kind of going to stick with uh, stick with Asian Transformers tonight. I think um, we have a we have a, a look at uh, Masterpiece Shuki, and so I say I say Masterpiece. He's actually <laughs> MPG. This is we mentioned a few weeks ago that uh, Takara's Takara's launching a new Masterpiece line with the branding of MPG. Um, at the time, I was wondering what. We were wondering what MPG stood for, and we did see uh, we did see a promotional image at the time. That um, as it as it turns out, they tweeted an image and then they deleted the image. And people were like, "Well, why did you delete it?" It turns out that there was a typo in the image because if I'm not sure if you recall us looking at this image a couple of weeks ago, um, or some, an image like this, it had MPG um, Gatai Giant Giant. And that was obviously the mistake there because the image we have now says Gatai Giant Great. So, so Gatai means gestalt. gestalt? Uh, so yeah, Gatai is basically the the combiners, and so so yeah. MPG is Masterpiece Gatai, or you could say Masterpiece Gestalt if you want to, and you wouldn't really be too wrong. Um, and so uh, this appears to be the line in which the the combiners will come along. Why make them a separate line, you ask? Well, maybe there's a maybe there's a couple of issues of scale that comes into play here. Um, so let's, first of all, let's take a let's take a look at Shuki. Uh, so Shuki is the first train bot to be revealed. He's MPG01, and he is due for release right smack bang in the middle of next year. Now, the train bots have a lot of fans amongst the Transformers community, and I think there's a lot of people who are really happy to see this character done justice in a in a a, a mold with masterpiece level engineering. And looking at this photo on screen, like I can see the ankle tilts, I can see hand articulation. We've been very impressed with what Takara has been doing with hands over the last few years, and um, we can see that Shuki is going to going to share that hand engineering that we've been getting in uh, in the line also, and um, just the. The, the, the paint, the colors, everything, everything, everything about this image just hits really right for me, and I'm not even that much into the that much into the train bot combiners. So I'm really happy to have I'm really happy to have money down for this guy, but not everyone is because his price point is quite high. His um, officially his price point is about 220 Australian dollars. Mm. Yeah, yeah, okay. He's he's pretty high. And uh, let's have a look at the. Well, he's, the not, he's not pretty high. We're going to get to the scale later. <clears throat> that's that's tr- spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> uh, but you can see some of his posability there as well, and especially as we were talking about the hands, like he's he's got the ability to you know sort of point a point a finger, which has been very important for Transformers in 2021. They've all got to be able to point their fingers at uh, fingers at people. Um, but this does give you a, this does give you a good look at some of the some of the articulation options. You can see how they've they've positioned the the hand holding the rifle. They haven't done really much with the legs, but you know moved his head around. So there's there's quite a lot there's quite a lot going on uh, with with this with this character. Uh, one of our viewers says he's got the ability to phone home, which is actually 
actually very true because his finger is still slightly bent. So it's very, it is very ET wise. And um, yeah, so so the interesting thing about this is the the what's come out this week, which is someone someone claims to have spoken to the uh, Takara Tomi customer service line in Japan and asked a few questions. And one of the questions that they appear to have asked is how big is Raiden, the, the combined form of all of the train bots? The answer that came back was 29 centimeters. That's <laughs> a foot. That's one ruler. Now, for those of us who have masterpiece figures, who have you know, like figures like Optimus Prime, which is you know, quite, quite large and quite tall, 30 centimeter combiner is, well, it's not huge. And we've definitely seen, we've definitely seen larger combiners around. We did hear earlier in, we, we did hear earlier, uh, the questions about, about Raiden and, uh, and the, the bots as to their scale and, uh, the size of their combined forms, uh, where Takara did say that they would be about the size of combiner wars, um, gestalts and combiners, which well, it seems like that was uh, seems like that was correct. If they are about twenty nine centimeters tall, people have uh, people have predictably on the internet reacted to this uh, with scorn and disdain rage, and anger and rage, 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 rage. They've grabbed their pitchforks and um, immediately immediately started trumpeting Zeta, who have also been showing off a um, how very unusually for for Zeta toys to show uh, their version of an officially revealed Transformer. I mean, that's never happened at all, has it? Um, so Xena has been showing off their, their train bots, which they're, they're not as appealing in their, in their vehicle modes. Um, Takara is very careful with the, 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 the train modes for the, the train bots. And the, the Zeta ones are not, not really that as interesting in their vehicle modes, but the figure overall in the combined form does actually stack up a lot, a lot taller. So here's where here's where I here's what I put to you with this. If we if we look at the if we look at the options that are you know we've sort of seen uh, for this figure in terms of articulation and um, you know some of his some of his capabilities, I put it I put it to you this way: we're probably going to get a combiner that is probably about the size of a combiner wars uh, a combiner wars gestalt. However, I reckon the engineering that's going to go into that into that figure is going to be far above. Like pe people hear people hear Combiner Wars scale, and I think they they get concerned that you're going to have these rickety figures that don't stand upright, and you have to move move things around and fold things where they kind of shouldn't, in, just in order to get it to stand upright. What if none of that is the case here, and we're actually going to be given a rock solid combiner that inside that 30 centimeters of space is just just perfect all the limbs move around and things don't shake and wobble i think that would make up for the uh make up for the size deficiency don't you well for over a thousand dollars for the set you'd hope it would be but it um yeah, yeah it, it, that is that's, that's also thing. something to talk about as well isn't it because at 200 dollars plus per bot this makes this makes the takara raiden combiner far more expensive than any of the any of the third party bots that we love to mock <laughs> Yeah, and like we're gonna we're gonna compare like most of your third party companies, whether it's the Devastators, whatever else, you're looking at a hundred hundred to one hundred and thirty dollars per figure, five six hundred dollars. You've got it. It's a solid figure. It's two foot tall. It's massive, um, and for the most part, holds together pretty well. Yes, when you say combiner wars size, all those combiners 
they should never have been Voyager torsos. They should have been leader torsos with deluxe limbs or whatever else, just to make yeah make the um yeah. make the figures solid. So yeah, I, I have no I have no doubt the engineering on these is going to be fantastic, being masterpiece engineering air quotes. Um, but yeah, that that's a that's a hefty price tag for a rail racer. Uh, uh, Morgan Moroni does say uh, supposedly the Moon Studios bots, which are the <clears throat> Zeta bots, are around one hundred dollars each, which does make them a lot more affordable. They didn't have to pay for the engineering; they already got the Hazard Takara's drawing boards. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, so uh, that is interesting though, because um, as he also points out, we did we did see renders for the Moon Studios ride long before we actually saw Takara's. So Takara is the ones with the with the advantage of seeing the other stuff that's out there here. Mm. But look, uh, so the the other thing that I think is worth worth noting about this is that uh, this guy is an individual release. So uh, you'll buy Shuki next year, and then you'll, there'll be a wait before you can buy MPG 2 and 3 and 4 and 5 and maybe 6 Depends what they what they do engineering wise for the torso. Uh, there is, there's of course thought that it should be a six-bot combiner to sort of, you know, ape the uh, the G1 train bots. So, how long is it going to be between releases? We haven't really, we haven't really heard anything official, but I've heard, I've heard six to eight months uh, as as a rumor from a from a, a retailer who's uh, offering this for sale. So, potentially that means that you might be looking at another two to three years before you can actually assemble the, the Takara Raiden in your house. But then, what's the what's the chance of after those two or three years, Takara being Takara, like we've seen with all their other combiners? Here's a gift set, everyone. <laughs> yeah, who knows? That's the thing. It's a new line. All bets are off. They might yeah. put them together in a gift set for a thousand dollars. They might put the, put them together in a gift set for four hundred dollars. People have also raised concerns, given what happens to masterpieces after in their aftermarket prices. What happens if you get into these train bots in a year's time and you need to you need to go back and get Shuki again and you didn't you didn't get him at the time because you weren't interested? So is there is there going to be a constant re-release of these figures as the new ones come out and more people want to grab them, or is it really just going to be a case of well you missed out on the first one so you're done? Mm. Mm. Yeah, well that's that's the gamble <laughs> that's the gamble we all take when we. Buy these figures. It's the amount of times I've the... gone in and bought a bought a figure that I wanted, and then weeks later there's a reissue and that, and it's <laughs> you're not paying the second end market price for it. So it's true. As far as scale of the uh, of the figure goes, um, we do have this photo that was uh, in the the initial uh, press release. So in this in this photo, you can see uh, you can see Shuki with masterpiece sideswipe and prowl. So Shuki's in the front, so he's He's noticeably larger, but perspective-wise, I feel like he's about the size of an Autobot car. <laughs> uh, the Autobot cars are not huge, but they're also not—they're also not tiny either. And um, you can sort of see him, see them fighting alongside Ultra Magnus. So they all sort of—I think they all sort of come up to Magnus's waist. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it gives you an idea, gives you an idea of uh, you know where he's going to fit scale-wise uh, in the line and. Um, I kind of, I kind of don't really have a problem with that, but also the MPG line is 
very, very much not following the same scale as the Masterpiece line. And we know that Takara is very careful with the scale in, in Masterpiece. So don't expect these to sit sit alongside a, a, a Masterpiece line. You you might want to put these on them on their own shelves or you know away a little bit from the from the, the mainline Masterpieces. And that's not whatever's going to come next. Whether we're going to get G1 combiners after it, you may you might be able to put those G1 combiners on your oh, maybe a G1 shelf. But it um, again for me it just comes back again to price where you see it standing in front of Metro uh, Magnus like that. Magnus is twice the size, and he was a two forty two fifty dollar figure when he yeah. came out with with all that extra plastic. Yes, less engineering. Okay. Um, yeah, that, that that price point puts me completely out of this. Um, yeah, the, so the price the price is definitely the price has definitely um, shaken a few people, uh, especially because the especially because the the third party alternative is a lot more affordable. Which is, let's be honest, there's not many times you can actually say that about a third party release, is there? Well, and. Not even looking at Transformers, you can go and buy yourself the the train Megazord from Power Rangers in the mid '90s for a lot less as well. So yeah, that's true. If you if you want a train bot, that, yeah. So I so I bought I bought Unicron, and uh, as Morgan points <laughs> out, eight hundred and fifty dollars for Unicron, twelve hundred dollars for Raiden. Yeah, it's a it's it's definitely an interesting thing to consider. Um, Look, uh, as I as I spruced earlier, like there are cheaper prices around than the two two twenty two twenty to two forty for these figures. We know this guy's not big; he's not going to be that heavy. So, like, um, the club does have a, a good price on uh, on this guy. But uh, you know, being a being a masterpiece figure, he's not exactly hard. He's not exactly hard to get. He's he's pretty much on on release everywhere. Mm. Anywho. That is that's our first look. I mean, this is a brand new this is a brand new line. This is the the MPG line. This is the first figure in the, in this new line. It's very much standing on the shoulders of what's come before. We've we've had over over fifty releases in the in the original masterpiece line, and so this is one of the first times that we've had an offshoot of the of the masterpiece line because uh, usually usually has usually Takara just goes and folds things into that line we've we've had beast wars added into it over the years and i think i think it's important to note that they've actually they've actually gone yeah no we're going to we're going to break this off and the scale of these figures is going to be different but, but that's, i think i think, that, I, think scale, I think scale is not necessarily that important um, if you're a tra if you're if you're a transformers collector you're probably used to things not quite being in scale so I think I think it's important that Takara's actually just gone. Yep, no, this this is a different line. Hmm. But that's and that's that whole scale thing. Like, <clears throat> interesting how when we talked about this back when Primal was announced, um, how they're bringing the Beast Wars figures into Masterpiece when it should be a different scale. And now we're having the same conversation where we're um, talking about combiners should be a different scale maybe not smaller than, than what we've got previously yeah so if you were going to make these guys i mean bear in mind how large mp44 is right so if you were going to make these guys to scale that would mean making a train that is larger than mp44 <laughs> and that, like that you you think the price is bad at the moment just just imagine yeah. how much that's going to be yeah no nah, true true yeah. and, and there's, there's that shot again 
And it's sort of, my mind just goes back to Devastator, how that was going to be a masterpiece Devastator and they tweaked some things and brought the cost down to make it the Titan's return or the Titan figure. Um, yeah, it's, it's, there, were, there were plenty of rumours that Devastator was originally intended to be a masterpiece. Um, whether or not that's true or not, we'll find out. Uh, comment came in saying, it appears to me that it's more about the robot modes being in scale than their vehicle modes. I think that's quite true. Um, I, I, I think the robots, at least for at least for Shuki, the robots don't look too out of place with uh, other masterpiece Autobots. But that combined mode, if it really is thirty centimeters, they're gonna they're gonna struggle a little bit. Um, but yeah, the the robot modes look pretty much in scale. You're right. Yeah, but that then like going um, before to Star Saber too. Like that Star Saber bot should ideally be a bit bigger because um, I could. He's, uh, so Star, Star Saber is a Commander class figure, which I, I take to mean he's about Jetfire sized, but Commander class can mean different things in different years. Yeah, so it might be a little bit smaller than what the Masterpiece one was originally, but it's it's so blocky, like so much more filled out than what that Masterpiece one was, just going off the photos. Um, yeah. Morgan also brings up a, a, an important point about the uh, accuracy of the trains for, for licensing. So uh, Takara... Uh, sticklers for sticklers for their train licenses especially with these these guys these guys are very well very well regarded and revered in the um in the fandom and so yeah um the 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 trains are very accurate um from, from what we've seen and i don't really know too much about the actual trains that they're they're all modeled on but uh i'm sure that I'm sure that will come out more over time you can see and a, I you should... can see a lot of detail in the panels and panels and doors and windows on on shuki at the moment Mm. And I should point out too that us in the Western Southern world um, are talking about price and everything. This the Asian market, they're still Prime One Studios, and that we haven't reported on any because I haven't been on to fight to, to report on. <laughs> but Prime One Studios and all those statue builders are still building statues for Dark and the Moon, Age of Extinction, of movie. I, you know what? You know what? I'm, I'm going to I'm going to give you I'm going to give you a thirty second segue and say that um, I did see a. I did see a figure. I think it was Prime One Studios or someone launched new new statues this week. Uh, there were repaints of their existing statues. They're thirteen hundred dollars each for Prime and Megatron. Yep, and they're selling. They keep people keep buying. Well, them. Yeah, as long as long as people as long as people keep buying them, they'll keep making them. So yeah, yeah. someone <laughs> someone's got a house with a really tacky Transformers collection in it. I wonder if they're all going to North Korea. <laughs> Maybe, maybe North Korea is going to use them as literally as ballistic missiles. They think they're getting some sort of special material. <laughs> no, no, but like they'll kill someone when they land on them. It'll be all right. It's a, it's a giant solid piece of metal. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so that's so that's that's MPG. It's a it's a, a new a new line. It's coming next year, and um, we'll we'll see where we end up with it. Um, we also have um, we also have a look. We we spent a little bit of time in our last episode talking about little, tiny versions and representations of uh, of transformers. So um, I think it's appropriate that we bring up these guys. The um, so these are the the Diamond Selects Mini Mates. Uh, so we've got Series One photos here. So we've got uh, Shockwave, Starscream, Optimus Prime with black cab windows. I think everyone will note. Um, mm. And uh, he also comes with his axe as an attachment. And uh, and Bumblebee. Uh, and Bumblebee seems to come with a, an alternate alternate face that could be Goldbug. 
as well. Oh yeah, yep. So so you can so you can swap that in around there. A lot of the a lot of the the figures seem to have sort of almost Lego esque um, parts for them as well. They're pretty cute. They're they're they're, they're pretty nice. Um, so yeah, so there's a, there's there's these guys as the the series one bots, and then uh, this this week uh, they showed um, they showed wow. wave two. Uh, wave two is on display, so uh, we've got uh, Soundwave, Megatron, Grimlock, and Blaster, and a little mini version of Blaster in his uh, <laughs> in his tactic. I don't know why Soundwave doesn't get that treatment as well. Like, never know. Maybe maybe there'll be a little mini Soundwave as well, but. That does that does look really cool, um, except I don't really like the face design. But that's a, that's that's fine. <laughs> He's got no legs. <laughs> He's got no knees. Yeah, I know. There, there's definitely no knees at this at this scale. But yeah, they're they're cute yeah. little uh, they're cute little uh, things. Good lord, Megatron looked angry. Buckethead. I mean, that, that's, that's that's the only thing Megatron reliably does is look angry. And oh, good, my computer has decided that now is a good time to uh, install an Outlook update. So that's great. Thanks a oh, lot. Oh, fantastic. Um, so yeah, so we can see the we see the packaging uh, packaging for these guys. We I think we have seen the we've seen the packaging for these guys before, um, but it's nice to sort of get a bit of a, bit of a look at them up close. So yeah, mm. um, Minimates Minimates are there. There's also been a, there's also been a a, a big, a big leak that's happened this year, and I say big because it's the biggest, the biggest of leaks, which is Titan class for 2022. Um, so we're looking at we're looking at a photo on screen that I believe is from a brand presentation that was made to dealers and retailers around the world this week. In uh, super secret privacy, perhaps you would you would expect from Hasbro, and um, uh, being being a being a presentation during the middle of a pandemic, it was live streamed, and they appear to have live streamed it in such a way that there's a watermark over the image of um, the user's email address. So, if you are C Sutton two at familydollar.com, I think Hasbro's <laughs> lawyers want to have a word to you. Um, you could probably expect that call anytime, anytime soon. Um, it's also, it's also, it's also worth noting if we if we zoom in on this, we get a bit of a, we get a bit of an idea about what this presentation was actually about. Because in the background of in the background of this picture of Metroplex, sorry, I'm going to zoom this up a little bit more. We see Growth oh. Channel F22 previews. So, so growth, so growth channel is, uh, must be the sort of the event because it's, it's the preview event that, um, that this person attended. So, yeah, I think, I, I think, I think it's quite interesting to sort of know, know what, what Hasbro is doing for dealers in the, um, in the background. Uh, it's also notable that this is also our first look at the Transformers legacy logo in the, uh, the, the top left of the screen. And holy crap, it looks like a, looks like a, a, a 1980s rock band. I was uh, not rock band. Cool. I'm gonna say metal band, right? Like, it, yeah. Um, it, it looks like it looks like it's about to sort of you know burst into your house and kick down a door and take your daughter away or something. I don't know. It's a new Marvel Four logo. <laughs> Love and thunder. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's right. Actually, yeah, it's it is it is very much in the in that vein. Maybe it indicates maybe it indicates the brand is going to be a little bit more fun. Who knows? Um, so yeah, this is this is definitely the first time we've seen that uh, that legacy brand in play. Now, I've also I've also been given 
other information from uh, from this uh, from this this uh, preview that occurred, and this this information came up from a Malaysian Transformers subreddit group, um, which is that Shattered Glass is going to be coming back. Um, the Shattered Glass range has done really well in 2021. Um, they're very happy with it, and there's going to be more Shattered Glass bots next next year. Now, we've heard. Uh, we've heard from uh, in hush 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 rumors from from this uh, this Reddit group, Ultra Magnus, Wheeljack, and Blaster. Now the question of whether or not there's a war for Cybertron Blaster has been dogging people for quite a while, and uh, so it, the the it seems like Blaster's sort of been kicked out of Kingdom and going into Legacy, and uh, we're also hearing that there might be a Shattered Glass Soundwave as well. Uh, but it's not clear if that was actually discussed uh, at the time. Um, we're also hearing Gen Selects is going to have a red version of the hoist mold. We're also hearing a blue version as well. Those are those are particularly nice colours for Diaclone fans and uh, some of the fans of some of the more obscure repaints. Uh, and we're also hearing that there's going to be a black iron hide. Um, we already have the Decius drone from Netflix, but a lot of people have spent time removing all the battle damage from that figure. But it'll be nice to have just a, a plain black one. Um, we've also heard that uh, the blue blue streak or silver streak um, figure that was rumored has gone into Legacy, and we're also hearing that a Beast Wars laser beak is going to be coming out in the Legacy line, and it seems like it seems like that could actually be a repaint of Air Razor, or maybe more in common with Terrasaur, which we uh, we saw revealed a couple of weeks ago in the Golden Disc Golden Disc lines. Um, we're also very early hearing that there's going to be a 2022. SDCC exclusive origin origin of the legacy Alpha Trion and Orion packs two pack. Um, so that's it's very early to get to hear about these things coming for SDCC. Um, like yeah, the definitely. the covert agent ravage for this year was only only leaked about a, a month or so before it. However, let's get back to what's on screen in front of us. So we've had a question for a long time over what's going to happen to the Titan scale after. The arc was done. It seemed like the arc, with the arc, they'd sort of run out of, run out of go-to characters, um, run out of go-to characters for for Titans because the arc is a new character. But um, it seems like we're going to be expecting a Titan class Cybertron Metroplex next year. Now, whether or not that's a retool of the existing Metroplex molds, which is getting a bit long in the tooth, he's from 2013 yeah. now. Or if we can expect to see a brand new, a brand new Titan class mold for Cybertron Metroplex, which could well be used for a normal Metroplex later, or maybe not, because Cybertron Metroplex is quite different, um, is uh, it's it's it's, a, it's an interesting an interesting possibility. Now, I'm going to I'm going to zoom in again on the uh, the figure here, because there's there's also some question over whether or not this. There's also some question of whether or not we're looking at a leaked image of the new Titan, or if this is just the the original Cybertron Metroplex uh, figure, sort of repurposed and photoshopped a little bit. Um, very famously, oh. Cybertron Metroplex has the um, has the uh, the crawling down on all down on all fours mode for transformation, and that's also pictured here. So whether or not they're just going to be super accurate to that with the Titan, or if they're going to put more engineering into it. We will see. It's hard with the orange lettering because I know the original one did have that massive axe 
chainsaw yes. blade thing, but it was a grey handle. Um, again, scale. We've got the same problem of scale. Here now they're upsizing a figure that was a Voyager or a leader back in the day, and now they're going to make it a Titan. Yeah, I, I feel I feel like that's warranted by the name Metroplex at least. Like it, it's almost an admission that yeah, we should should have made Metroplex bigger back in the day. <laughs> well, that's a lot of fans that watched the Unicron trilogy and seen that Metroplex was just a, a little bot. It, yeah, you could you could put you could do a Titan Jetfire or Skyfire if they're going to upscale and start bringing some of those other big bots in, even though he's already been done. But um, this is it. This is a strange one. And look, I, th- I think it's I think it's probably not to everyone's taste, um, but then a lot of figures in the Unicron trilogy are not to everyone's taste, so uh, it's it's not not too bad. Um, also noting, there's a, an FOP custom illustration. Not entirely sure what that is, uh, but he does come with a large axe and bucket scoop accessory. There's robot mode, workbot, workbot mode, and excavator mode for one hundred and ninety US dollars. And that, that is the legacy leak. Um, we've gone through we've gone through a little bit more with the with the, the legacy leak than we've heard uh, from a lot of other uh, news outlets. Um, but you know, there's um, there's definitely some interesting things in there. Mm. And Jacob, just Jacob, you... Jacob says he won't be replacing his Metroplex. Sorry, <laughs> you know what? That's fine, mate. I don't think it's actually designed to be a replacement for that Metroplex. Well, that's that's the thing too. We could have got a more G one Metroplex in the Titan class than what we did back then because they'll still tie in with the four Cybertron Wolf Cybertron games where we sort of moved away from that and what the current media was. That's um, true, yeah. Yeah, so the, the the original Titan Metroplex was very much tied into the four Cybertron games. Mm. Um but even 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 with that though, he didn't look he looked more like a G1 figure than he did in his on-screen representation in the game. Yeah, and it's just the, the evolution of that scale as we've been moving through. They've been trying to tie it into a media. The arc recently going back to maybe Predaking's an odd one out where there was no media for him. Um, Fort Max, all the other ones, Amiga Supreme, we all had him in the recent cartoons netflix or uh machinima so yeah that's true I'm, I'm not sure that we got a i'm not sure that we got devastator in the um in the machinima series as well but yeah well we had devastation so it was around there <laughs> that's yeah, that, that's true it was around that time yeah, yeah. which so makes that... me wonder what's coming where are we are we getting we, we've we've talked before that unicron trilogy and the original rd are some really untapped um previous stuff that they haven't really gone back to and those those people that grew up on it are now getting old enough to have the disposable incomes we're seeing it now for Beast true. Wars it's coming up are we well, going to get I mean we, we also know that Unicron Trilogy figures are going to figure into into the legacy line as well yeah yeah so we've seen uh, what was the jet you got I think it was a third party one wasn't it um I don't, I don't remember. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, it, oh, it wasn't. It wasn't a Cybertron in Starscream or something. Oh, I can't remember. You, some you, oh, the, I think I think he's I think he's up up here somewhere. There's the uh, the Make Toys um, uh, Cybertron Starscream, uh, Howling Meteor. 
Yeah. 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 So the, the yeah. third party's touched it briefly, but yeah. yeah, I I think actually if we see if we see Hasbro go more definitively into into Unicron trilogy territory, I think we might even see more third parties go there as well. Yeah. Oh, so Predator King was in power of the primes. All right. <laughs> Don't worry about. It. <laughs> I no, it that's the true. Out, but... That's true. I mean, I mean, um, I'll just to. It's a, there's a typo in it, but it says um, Predator King appeared in the Power of the Primes uh, Machinima series. It's very true, Rob. Um, it says a lot that we forgot this. Uh, it says a, it says a lot about the Machinima series that we forgot what happened in it. I'm not going to lie; I haven't gone back and watched any of it. <laughs> I have not watched it since the first time I watched it through, and I think that was mainly so that I could talk about it on the podcast. Yay! Exactly. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, final thought on Cybertron Metroplex is the on-street date of. Um, 1st of the 8th, 8.01.2022, that's, um, it's American, so uh, 1st of August 2022, so very much the back half of next year. So yeah, uh, and also it was on the on third parties and uh, Unicron Trilogy, fans, hobbies, doing some Unicron Trilogy stuff, so yeah. Yeah. That is, um, that is about it for news. Oh wait, wait, there was, <laughs> there was meant to be a, there was meant to be a fight. Movies. For, there's meant to be a fight for this one, so um, we thought we'd do, we thought we'd just check in with uh, some of the photos that we're getting from uh, from Peru, where they are currently currently filming some uh, some scenes for Transformers: Rise of the Beasts in uh, in Cusco, and it seems like there's a bit of a seems like there's a bit of a spectacle that goes on on the days that uh, on the days that where there's filming. So you get a little bit of a convoy of the the vehicles for the the Transformers that are featuring in the movie going through the uh, through the town. So this has given us a really good look at um, at some of the vehicle forms of uh, of the Transformers that are in the movie, and also sort of raised a few questions, such as who is this who is this orange truck? Do we know? Um, I'm not sure who this red truck is either. Uh, oh wait, that's there. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, whether or not whether or not that's actually, I, I suspect this one might actually just be a, a, a money transport vehicle that got got <laughs> caught up in the middle of the convoy, but um, can't really tell. Oh my god, Megatron's back. <gasps> maybe, maybe he is. Who knows? Maybe he's escaped yeah. from under the ice. The the really interesting one is the um the the the, the giant truck that looks like he's out of Mad Max Fury Road that uh, we we yeah. know is Scourge. And if you look at this, he he, he even pollutes while he's in while he's going through the city. Like, look at that. I mean, that that just looks mean. That bot looks super mean. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's going to definitely be interesting to see that, uh, see that, uh, the, the premise of the movie is that there's Terracons, uh, so that we're seeing Autobots and Terracons going through the streets of Cusco, uh, at the moment. Uh, I, I, I like the fact if you, if you look at this, they've actually set this up as a bit of a convoy, a bit of a parade, like there's a fence keeping people back. So like the, everyone in the town is having a good time looking at these, uh, looking at these vehicles going past and they've set up. They've set up some nice photo shoots of them all, and um, you know, there's yeah, we're getting some nice high quality photos out from uh, from the press and the media. So, yeah, having a having a bit of a bit of a good time. And it's great to see just like we're gonna see the toys start coming out before the movie. We're, we're gonna know what vehicles are in the movie. This art isn't shining the robot mode. There's no plot. There's nothing. Just here's his prime Bumblebee. We've seen other videos of other cars driving around. Yeah, there's going to be some grumbles at what some of these vehicles are being called. Scourge being a counter to Prime and not a sweep. Um, 
possibly Wheeljack being a Volkswagen combi and not something else, but we'll look at that next year when the <laughs> film comes out. Um, but just down there in Cusco, filming, doing filming, all the stunts and everything else with the vehicles on site, all the stunt drivers are waving at people as they're taking photos in the street going to and from the warehouse where they're being kept. Uh, Michael Bay's been down there to give the, the director a pep talk, I'm guessing. Oh, there's Will Jack there in the middle. Um, and we, You've talked about Mirage not being... Um, yeah, so so we know we know we know that the um, the car over on the left here that looks like it should be Jazz is Mirage. Yes, that's right. And you know they they don't they don't want to step on what's been established in the, in the movies that's gone before, even while they don't necessarily want to be a sequel or a prequel to it. But that's fine. Just you know let let them have it. It's it's fine. Yeah, we got an RC there. We've got a Nightbird, so we're getting Nightbird in the film as well, even though it's a yeah. skyline and not a just a robot that doesn't transform um <laughs> so yeah I there's the money van again yep well craft services is someone yeah Fred, rob said before um, yes but just sort of go look at what we're getting now go back to the last night where i think one of the members of the group was over in london when they were filming hot rod um and a couple of the cars racing down that street and that was it you seen the cars fly past all the street was barricaded and I mean, I mean er- everything else that happened in the last night could have just happened on a production <laughs> lot in America. Like that's that's all they needed to do, right? Yeah, true. Yeah, true. I mean, they didn't even really need to race cars down the street in London. They could have just done that with CGI. But whatever. Yeah, fast and furious. Anyway, though. anyway, that's that's about it. That's it. That's it for news. We've had a bit of a had a bit of a Google, a bit of a Google, bit of bit of a bit of a goggle and, and a bit of a gawk at the, uh, the, <laughs> the the vehicles for Rise of the Beasts. But there's no spoilers in there, but. Yeah, it's a new Transformers movie that's uh, coming out, and they're not making any secret of the fact that they're filming it as well. So, like, I'm, yeah, I, I, I really like that. There's, there's, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not going over like script leaks and stuff. But yeah, like they're, they're just like, yep, we're, we're shooting a Transformers movie. Stuff's going to happen. Things, presumably, things will blow up. Like, just be ready. Yep. Yep. And hopefully, this has given ILM or whoever's doing the CG plenty of time to. Uh get all that stuff down down packed i'm not sure that it is ilm doing it in this case i'm pretty oh, sure, I don't, no, pretty sure they've be. been engaging other other um effects houses for a while now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no i just threw them out but yeah it would be, it would be mm-hmm. someone else yeah all right that is it for news uh i'm gonna i'm gonna kick the news screen share out and return us to our familiar two up two up <laughs> pose here hello there and with uh, with with news with news of the week or weeks uh, over and done with, it is time to turn our attention to new acquisitions, um, which is the segment of the show where we go through what new transformers have arrived in our collections in the last little while. Brad, it's been a been a few weeks since we had you on. I know you got one very large orange boy, uh, <laughs> and it's not me because I'm wearing orange tonight. Um, what what have you got? What's new in your collection? Um, yes, thanks to the Jason service, parcel service, um, the Ark is now in my possession. Unfortunately, it's a Christmas gift, so it's going to stay... <laughs> that's right, I forgot <laughs> about that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll go to the other orange boy, and that's this one here. You, you, you guys have talked about this. Been yeah, Huffer. Yeah, very happy with him. Yep, yep. Um, they're growing great little figure. $29.00. Yeah, I, I went into a Kmart, found him, I thought, oh, 
nothing else there was new that I wanted to get, so I'll get him. Went to the next Kmart, and they had the Sparkler Seeker in there, and I thought, oh, damn it. <laughs> I should have spent my money on that. But um, he's, he's a great little figure, so he'll, um, he'll be good in the collection. Up, up there Fantastic. somewhere. Yeah. So I've had a I've had a I've had a couple of things arrive today. In fact, actually, I I, I wouldn't have had um, I wouldn't have had acquisitions if it wasn't for the the boxes of stuff that have turned up today. I'm just gonna I'm just last gonna last minute my... delivery. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, couriers have been very slow, but now that we're out of lockdown, things are returning to normal. I'm just gonna put this guy up here at the uh, side of the screen there, and uh, that is a that is the the toy colored kingdom galvatron so it's the the gen selects um gen selects galvatron's first time i've like we've talked about kingdom galvatron a lot this year <laughs> but this is my first time this is the first time uh, actually um this is the first time actually uh handling this mold in person and it's so nice he's he's got a really nice amount of heft to him he, he, you know you can as you can see, you can pose him with the pose him with the cannon, um, and I'll tell you, I, I'll tell you what I noticed when I when I pulled him out of the box. If you pull his arm down, I don't know if I can show this very well on here. If you pull his arm down, he's even got a secret rub sign. Oh, I know it's 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 such a such a nice little throwback to to G one, and in fact, I I believe also in a in a throwback to G one. If I if I rub that. Uh, Oh, hey, wait, actually, there you go. It actually does work. There we go. I, try, I tried that earlier and absolutely nothing happened. There we go. If I, put, if I put it in front. I tried it earlier and absolutely nothing happened. And I was going to say that's completely consistent with, uh, with the G1 rub signs. Uh, but no, it's made, it's made a liar out of me. The rub sign does actually work. Um, very, very cool. Um, really, really like it. And we've, we've, we've spoken about this a little bit in the past, like, I have a, I have a, I have a, a, a better connection, I think, to the Transformers comics from the eighties. Because I, I used to, I used to live for the the weekly UK Marvel uh, comic coming out at my local newsagent. I've got a, I've got more of a connection to the Transformers comics and presentations. And while this guy is a ostensibly a toy color Galvatron, he's also a comic colored Galvatron. This is the Galvatron that I know from from the eighties, right? The 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 version that's on screen in the cartoons and stuff. Like I'm I'm aware of that Galvatron, but this is this is my Galvatron. So I'm absolutely stoked to finally have this release of him in these colours. And I'm even happier to report that for once Hasbro did not fuck up the shoulders on the Galvatron. <laughs> no, it looks fantastic. There. Um, what's that that you say? Is there is there another is there another figure that that I I've acquired today? Is that maybe there's two figures? If you, if you were to say one and two, would you be counting? Would you would would you would you need would you need the oh. count to help you? One Ah, ah. Oh, as you can see, uh, the Dracula, uh, the Dracula crossover, Draculus is uh, in the house. As you can see, I haven't actually, I haven't freed him from his coffin yet. I'm not sure if I'm gonna. But also, you can see the best, <laughs> the clearly the best thing about this figure is the cape 
that's packed in here and like just touching that oh. it's 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 fabric it's fabric in a transformers box i don't i don't know what's going on it's it's really weird it feels really great to touch the other thing that's absolutely fantastic about this is that um hasbro made a hasbro made a big thing about saying that they've based the box on a vhs tape but they didn't really say how well there you go it's the it's it's the universal monsters um it's like it's like an it's like an oversized you know squished up uh, vhs tape and like a lot of vhs tapes uh from the 80s it's got this little tab uh, down down here where where's my finger there it's got this little tab that you can oh sorry it's on this side there's a little tab that you can, <laughs> you can use to to grab and pull the tape out and look at that he's He's got the he's got the the Dracula Dracula uh, video cassette. It's just it's much um, it's much more obvious from this side, but like you know, let 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 let's be honest. All the all the good stuff's happening here as well. Um, don't be uh, don't be distraught. He is just a repaint of Titans Return Mind Wipe. He's um, he's he's about fifty. He's about sixty dollars. I think you you can get him from. You can get him from uh, Amazon at the moment for sixty-four dollars shipped. If you have Amazon Prime, um, very very well worth it. Like it, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of very collector-oriented stuff happening here. Um, I'm well known for opening bots and um, ripping everything out and then throwing the box away. This box is not getting thrown away. I'm I'm going to very carefully um, free Draculus from this box because. Um, like a like any true VHS cassette, if you pull it out from the wrong way, you can't actually take this part out of the box. Um, <laughs> you so, need yeah. <clears throat> need to bring up Morgan's comment there because I'd noticed it too. The uh, the tab is still present <laughs> on the back of the spider. Make sure you break the tab so no one tapes over it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the uh, times that after. Th th thank you, thank you, Morgan. That joke is going out on Twitter later tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there wouldn't be too many to still remember that <laughs> yeah. oh my god that yeah that that is that is uh that is fantastic so so yeah so a couple of um a couple of couple of acquisitions there um uh yeah uh draculus and um goodness me that that gal that toy colored galvatron is just just looks amazing there so yeah very 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 happy with him um do you have I a spot that... on the wall for it I'll, I'll make some room somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just, I'll, 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 I'll just, I'll, I'll put my hand into the shelf and then I'll just rotate it and everything will move aside. Um, I have, I do need to, I do need to sort of, uh, I do need to consider how I display some of the bots behind me because the shelves are getting pretty full. We'll, uh, we'll <laughs> see what happens. That is, um, that is it for the podcast. We're just, we've, we've run just a little bit over an hour, but um, I think. Hopefully that's hopefully that's all right. Um, I say that knowing that the person who needs to edit it is sitting in the other window with me. But um, yeah, um, Rob, Rob has also uh, has also just pointed out. Uh, I think you may have sold me on the repainted Galvatron. Rob, call me. We'll talk later. <laughs> um, so yeah, and uh, yeah, that is it. Um, so. Um, as we, we did mention earlier that uh, TCCA is heading back to Oz Comic Con in Sydney in December. Really looking forward to that. Um, we hope that if you are in the Sydney area, you will come and say hello. Uh, there should be a few of us on the stand um, and uh, some familiar faces if you've seen us before. That is it for the uh, podcast. So thank you for listening. Um, if you're watching along with the live record, thank you for checking us out. 
Find out more about these stories. You'll find links to them all and more in the show notes. You can get in touch with us and please do get in touch. We love listener feedback at transformersweekly.podbean.com. You can find us on the Australian Transformers Weekly Facebook page and you can also find Brad and I personally in the Transformers Collectors Club Australia group on Facebook. If you're not already subscribed and you've been listening to this podcast and you've gotten right to the end of it, thank you very much. And you can find the link in your podcatcher of choice or you can find an RSS feed uh, on, on the website and in the show notes. We are a production of Transformers Collectors Club Australia, a registered club in Victoria run by volunteers donating their time, effort, energy, money and Friday nights like this one to make life and life and collecting in Australia hopefully a little bit better for everyone. Our goal is to connect Transformers fans around the country and we do it by engaging the collecting community and staying up really late on Friday nights recording podcasts. You can find out more, more information about the benefits of TCCA membership, including some cheap robots, and how to show you support for what we do at TransformersCCA.com. Going off world a little bit, you can find me on Twitter at JM77, and you can, find, you can also find Brad's Budget Adventure Show on your YouTube, and the link to that is in the show notes as well. So it's goodbye. It's goodbye from me. We'll uh, we'll we'll see you again in uh, maybe maybe a week, maybe a, a couple of weeks, depending on how much news breaks. And um, yeah, do I do we need do we need to say any final any final words, any parting thoughts, Brad? Uh thanks everyone in the chat. It was good to uh, see the comments, and um, even though we're here talking about news, it's good to see and getting feedback from you guys as well. So. Yeah, I, I love I love having the live comments as we record the podcast. It's it's really nice. It's really great to know that people are actually watching and and you know spending their Friday nights with us in in many ways. And um, yeah, it's it's lovely to get some feedback from from people uh, to what we're saying and whether or not our whether or not our thoughts and feel opinions are resonating with people. So yeah, yeah, thanks, and thanks very much. We, we see there. We can't we can't report on or comment on it all, but um, some of you guys have been commenting, talking amongst yourselves in there. While we've been recording too, so it's um, great. Yeah, uh, that's what community is all about. So thank you, everyone. And <laughs> Thanks, um, Morgan. <laughs> yes, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. There we go. Yeah, and I, I, maybe we'll see. Um, all right, <laughs> that is it. Thank you very much, everyone. And uh, we will return in the fullness of time with the next episode. Goodbye. Until next time. <laughs>